It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come on and fly with me. Let's fly, let's fly away. Come fly with me, let's float down to Peru. In Lama Land, there's a one-man band, and he'll toot his flute for you. Come on, fly with me. Let's take off in the blue. The great Frank Sinatra. If you are a fan of Frank Sinatra, you will absolutely love the music of Stephen Maglio. Not only uh, does Stephen Maglio sing a lot of uh, Frank Sinatra's songs, but he really seems to have such a passion for the music and the stylings of Frank Sinatra, even though he sort of brings his own unique swing of things to all of the great Sinatra tunes. He is a uh, terrific crooner and a singer of standards. He performs all over the world. We're going to tell you how you could see him in the New York area sooner rather than then later i am thrilled to welcome him back to the program steven it's great to talk to you again hey frank good to be here so i know you're performing with your big band orchestra which has a very clever name not just sinatra um uh, why why how did you guys get this moniker not just sinatra everyone loves sinatra and you've been so associated with such great sinatra music why include not in a lot of the uh, promotion around this upcoming show that you're doing? Well, that's because I have become so closely associated with him. For the past, let me see, I started singing 21 years ago. And most of the shows that I do are Sinatra tribute shows. Once people hear my voice, they want to hear the Sinatra stuff. But every once in a while, I get a request for somebody to say, when are you going to do something different? You know, something about other things. So do Dean Martin, do Sammy Davis. Is a so we decided to do this show, but I didn't want to leave the Sinatra name out of the show because obviously that gets attention. So we're singing Sinatra songs, but not just Sinatra. We mix it up a little bit. Well, that's great. So that's going to be uh, November 16th and December 17th at the Cutting Room here in New York, which is a, a terrific room. And right. um, you, I know it's still a show that uh, Sinatra fans are going to enjoy, but what other musical stylings will people enjoy if they're uh, if they're going to come to the show on the 16th? Uh, well, on this show on the 16th, let me see, we're going to be doing a Beatles song, believe it or not. Oh, I believe uh, it. Yeah, we're going to be doing uh, some of the Sinatra things that he did with Antonio Carlos Jobim. Because we have people that come and see the show. This show is becoming a series now. We're going to be doing it once a month. And so um, we get people. I told people, if you want to come to the show, if you want to request something, just let me know what you want to hear. We'll have the, the chart written for it for the big band. And we'll put it in the show. And then you come and you just bring 40 of your friends. And we'll sing it for you. <laughs> and, That's great. And so people have been making requests. So one friend of ours said, uh, he called me up. He said, I want to hear changing pa Change Partners. That, uh, that Frank did with uh, Antonio Carlos Jobim. He said, but I could only get eight friends. Is that okay? I said, yeah, eight friends is okay. Come on. We'll do it for you. So we're going to be doing that one. Uh, we're talking... we... Go ahead. 
Um, so we we include uh, Engelbert Humperdinck. We do Dean Martin. We do uh, uh, Tony Bennett, Nat Cole. We, we mix it up a lot. And you, we've been talking about the comparisons with Frank Sinatra. For people that haven't heard you before, and uh, they could see you November 16th and December 17th at the Cutting Room, you also perform every every week at the uh, Carnegie Club, a terrific spot that I go to pretty regularly. You're not a Frank Sinatra impersonator, right? No, no. That's the worst thing you could do is say that you're an impersonator. Cause, uh, well, unless you really are an impersonator. Mm-hmm. But to, to try and say that you're going to get up on the stage and you're going to be Frank Sinatra. If you go into a show and somebody comes out and says, how did all these people get in my room? Get up and walk out. Because <laughs> it's not going to be any good at that point. Nobody can match Frank. One of the reasons that I love talking with you and promoting what you're doing is because the classic old school nightclub show is something that you don't really see that much anymore. Back in right. the day at the 500 Club in Atlantic City, you heard all about it. Uh, days, The days of the Copa, that was the place to be. This is a, an increasingly rare thing these days, isn't it? Right, it is. And what we're doing now that makes it special, I mean, at the Carnegie Club, we always had an 11-piece band. But here we, we have a 12-piece band. They added a guitar, and we have a conductor. So that really keeps everything nice and tight. And you don't see that in nightclubs anymore. All the nightclubs, are the, the, the rooms are usually small with low ceilings. So you can't put a big band in there. You're going to see maybe three or four pieces tops. And, and uh, so... With the big band arrangements, it's really something special. Is that because of expense? People don't want to pay the money for a, a uh, an elaborate band? Well, that, not only they don't want to pay the money for the elaborate band, but the club owners don't want to have to rent these big places because the rents are so high. So it, it increases everything. When you have a big band in the room, you have to have a lot of space. So you the mentioned... The club is a small room, but we have, like you know, we got a 30-foot ceiling in there. Mm. So the sound could, you could blast the sound in there. You can't do that in a smaller club. You mentioned uh, Engelbert Humperdinck songs, Sinatra songs. Clearly, a lot of these songs that you're going to be performing are songs that the audience has has heard before. How do you manage to infuse your own style and your own personality into these songs that people know so well and that have been made famous by other artists? It's just the natural thing. It just it just happens. The, the, the songs that you, I've been listening all my life that I always wanted to perform and that just didn't get the chance to do it. And now I'm getting the opportunity and I'm loving it. I'm having a, a great time with it. And it just, it's like putting on uh, an old pair of slippers, you know, because I've been singing these songs along with the record for years. And it there's still a little bit of the original artist in there. You're always going to see that. But there's a little bit of me because I feel like it's my song too because I've yeah. been singing it so long, you know. At the Carnegie Club, obviously, the thing that I think one of the one of the things anyway that's unique about seeing you there is that uh, people can smoke cigars, which they can't do yeah. really at in any indoor venue these days. But uh, at cigars some... and cigarettes. Oh, really? Cigars okay. And cigarettes. I, I used to, I used to joke. I used to joke and say you could smoke anything that's legal in the state of New York, but I can't say that anymore. Yeah, now so, everything. So we have to say just cigars and cigarettes. That's all you can smoke. So, um, but as far as this cutting room show goes on uh, November 16th, what makes that venue, which is certainly historic, it's certainly iconic, what makes that special for people that haven't been there before? What's going to be so unique about you performing there? Uh, Again, it's the open space because there there is no, um, it's, it's it's a high ceiling, it's great sound. 
the stage is is big to enough to fit the the, the band. You don't have to add little pieces here and there, or, or have the the bass player off in a corner someplace. Everybody is on the stage with the with the full piano, not not just the keyboard, with a full piano. And um, and the way the tables are set up, it just has the old fashioned, almost like a speakeasy kind of feel, because you walk into the bar area first, and then you walk into the separate room, which is the club. Even though it's a big open doorway, it still feels like you walk. You, the bar is a little more lit, so when you're walking into the club room, it's like a little darker with, mm. the, with the stage lights and all. And it gives that kind of speakeasy feel, almost like when you when you watched um, Goodfellas, when they, they go through oh, sure. and everything, and then all of a sudden they wind up in the, in the nightclub, and, it, it, and it's like, wow, look at this, you know. Or the first time you walked in when you were a kid, I'm sure you knew the first time you walked into Yankee Stadium or Shea Stadium at the time, you're walking through the hallway and everything, and all of a sudden you come through the doorway, and wow, there's the ballpark, you know, and you get that feeling. That's what it's like when you walk into the cutting room. You go through the bar into the showroom, and it's like, yeah, this is what the Copacabana used to be. This, this is what I've been missing. What I, the stories that I've been hearing about, this is it. I'm here. As far as I know, uh, all the songs that Frank Sinatra performed, I, I don't think he wrote any of them. But you listen to his performance in so many of these songs, and you think he could be singing about an experience in his own life. And there are yeah. so many artists that draw from personal experiences in the music that they're performing. Are there any particular songs in your repertoire that hold a special meaning for you? And if so, what are they? Uh, special meaning, I would say, uh, my kind of town, you know, Chicago is my kind of town is special to me because that was the first song that I heard when I was a kid that turned me on to Frank. And then when I finally got the nerve to get up on a stage for the first time and karaoke night, that was the song that I sang and I wanted to put in a contest on 100 bucks. And that's what got me started, uh, started going around to different karaoke nights and then eventually being hired by uh, Joe Battaglia, the New York big band. And I uh, and I opened the tavern on the green. So my kind of town is kind of like a, a Lucky Charm song for me. But when people say, "What's your favorite Sinatra song to sing?" I really couldn't pick one. There's just so many I couldn't couldn't do it. Couldn't That's great. That's great. Yeah. If people are just tuning in, we're talking with Stephen Maglio. You can see him this Thursday night at the Cutting Room. Uh, you can also uh, check him out every every Saturday at the Carnegie Club. Hey, Stephen, if people want to come see you uh, this Thursday at the Cutting Room, what's the best place for them to go to get tickets? They could go to thecuttingroomnyc.com, or they could go to my website, stephenmaglio.com. On the show's page, there's a there's a link. I also have, I just thought, I had uh, Facebook, I have a Stephen Maglio page and a Stephen Maglio fan page, but I just started, it just went live uh, recently, a Not Just Sinatra page. And so that's got pictures and videos of all the, the shows that we're doing. Every month, we, we do a mashup video to so people can see clips of, of the show that they missed so that they could come to come to the next one. So all of that, there's a not just an Sinatra Facebook page now. If you listen to what you do, I think everybody would describe it as as crooning. That art of, of crooning, it's much less prevalent in popular music today than it was 30, 40, 50 years ago. It does survive maybe with people like Michael Buble, but so much of what's in popular music these days a lot of times it's processed a lot of times there's some you know uh, there's a technological element uh, the voice isn't necessarily the the star 
Tell me what you view as the future of crooning and the type of music that you perform. Do you see a the rubber band snapping back at all? Are you seeing more of a return to crooning, or is this just a, a diminishing art? Yeah, it's it's going to last, but it's going. The audience is going to shrink a little bit. Uh, it's going to kind of kind of be like uh, like Beethoven. Uh-huh. You know, he was big in his time. But now there's this, he's still popular, but there's a limited audience. He's not, you know, you're not going to see anybody playing Beethoven in Madison Square Garden, but you could go to Lincoln Center and see it, you know. So the Sinatra thing and the whole crooning thing is going to, it's going to survive, but it's going to be a smaller audience that has to go and seek it out. All right. Well, people, because, could... like you said, the electronics and everything else, you can't, when, years ago, when you had guys like Al Jolson, who, they, there were no microphones, they had a belt. Then the microphones came out, and that's where the crooning started because you didn't have to belt anymore. You had the yeah. electronics to get the voiceover, but the the bands were playing more smoothly for the for the singers. Now the rock and roll groups and everything, the, the hip hop and all this stuff, they, the the beat is just so loud. You have to sing loud to get over it. You can't even sing low, and the electronics carry over. You have to actually sing loud. So it is like you said, a dying art, and. Uh, I just hope I'm not the one that kills it. <laughs> we're out there, we're out there making it happen. Yeah, That's no way, no how. Hey, if people are just tuning in, we've been talking with Stephen Maglio. His website is stephenmaglio.com. That's Stephen with a V M A G L I O. You could see him uh, this Thursday night at the Cutting Room. Also, he's going to be performing next month as well. And uh, you could certainly check him out every Saturday at the Carnegie Club. Stephen, appreciate you also, checking. Oh, before, before I go, just let me say, we have also at the Cutting Room, we have a comedian that uh, opening up each show. And we're going to have uh, Tammy Pescatelli this month, this Thursday. And uh, next month in December, we got Tom Carter. Oh, Tom Carter yeah. is one of my favorites. Yeah. Wow. So, so that's another reason to come and, and see. Like I said, we want to make the old Copa shows. And they always opened with a comedian. So that's what we're doing. And there is nobody funnier than Tom Cotter. That's going to be. Great. I'm going to try really and get is. to that show. Stephen, it's always a treat to talk with you. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you. Stephen Maglio, you want to comment on any portion of our conversation or anything else we've covered today, you certainly can do so at 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead.